All right. Well, hey, welcome to the Highland Groupcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about our statement of faith. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that is exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, no, really and as ever, Emily Deans Kelly is here to make sure that I don't say anything stupid. Mm. No, <laughs> I'm not. No, I. That is so not true. That is it, not why I'm here. It is. It is true. Um, earlier when we tried to record this, but I didn't hit record. She said that she is like sandpaper. I am like sandpaper in Jeremy Daniels' life. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know if that. <laughs> I don't see that as necessarily always a good thing. Uh, you and my wife and many other people smooth out my rough edges. Uh, have you ever been... <laughs> Poor Jeremy. Have you ever been described as uh, black coffee? No. I have. One oh time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And it was during an encouragement. Um, and so I didn't know how to... It was... Uh, you're like black coffee, but you hate it when you first taste it and, <laughs> and it kind of oh, no. grows on you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, l- I love the guy who said it. Jordan McKinney, thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> did I just did I just drop his name? I did. You did. Hey, you're going to Georgia. I am. My dad's turning 70, so we're going to go out there for a few days and celebrate in a very COVID-friendly, small way, but it, it'll be big, though. We'll make it fun. That's exciting. We're excited. Because your peaches are there. They are so good, too. They're the, the best peaches. They are. The last time you were there, you brought me a whole bunch of them. I did. And did we, you we eat dish, all of them? Did y'all did. eat them all? That's awesome. We ate all How of them. How did y'all eat them? Not with the fuzz on. Not with I, the fuzz. <laughs> I peeled that mess right off. <laughs> the way to eat a peach properly is just to bite into it like an apple. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite way to eat them? I like to chop mine up in a bowl with cream or milk with raw sugar and then eat it. Like that for dessert or breakfast, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> dessert or breakfast? <laughs> Either one, which is a lot of my breakfast. It could also be dessert, you know. Have you noticed Lucky that charms. a lot of American breakfast is like dessert? Mm. It's like donuts. Or scones. scones. Cinnamon roll. My son can inhale a cinnamon roll from the Brown so House Cafe. Not even chewing it. No. He okay. just literally breathes it in. Okay. Uh, well, hey, we're starting an eight-week series on the Highland Statement of Faith, so I want to ask you a question. Okay. Tell me about the church you grew up in. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church called Watkinsville First Baptist. Watkinsville yes, First Watkinsville. Baptist. Yeah, when I was young, it wasn't a huge church. I mean, it, you know, it was like a decent-sized couple hundred members. Um, you know, it had a, we had some rocky things happen in our church, but there was a core group of people that had a big, uh, role in shaping me spiritually. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I, I loved that church. So how old were you? Because you're, you're, you're brilliant. I always say you're probably, I mean, it's true. (laughs) You're probably the smartest person in most of the rooms that you walk into. Again, I say this every time you say that, but that's ridiculous. So you probably don't know a lot of people then. Actually, you I don't, don't know. ever say that's ridiculous. You always say I'm ridiculous. Okay, yeah, like you, you are. It's my personhood, the <laughs> I'm, ridiculousness I'm, I'm, of my personhood. I'm, yeah, I'm insulting your personhood for saying that. Uh, but thank you. Yeah. How old were you when you really started to dig into what Watkinsville First Baptist believed? 
Oh man. I never really thought about it until maybe when I was in high school, because I think I just, yeah, I, I just never thought to think about those things as far as a corporate level. Uh, you know, I guess again, because it was so much a part of, you know, my family's life and history. I viewed, I just knew individuals in the church that I thought very highly of, but you know, it's not like I ever thought through, Oh, I wonder what the church's statement of faith is as like a 10 year old or something. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so that's, that's a, I was the same way, except I don't think I was in high school (laughs) uh, when I started digging into it. But again, you're smarter than I am and you're, um, more godly, obviously. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, so when I have opportunity to kind of walk through, this is what the church believes. And it's one of the things that we do at new member class. Mm. We walk through, um, what Highland believes about the gospel, what Highland believes about elders, what Highland believes about members. And then in the back of the book, we have our statement of Mm. faith and kind of the comment we make is, Hey, read this. This is what we believe. If you agree with these things, then this is going to be a place where you're probably comfortable. If you disagree with these things, Mm. you're probably going to be uncomfortable because this is the way we teach and this is the way we think and this is the way we believe. (laughs) And so I really, it was probably, well, when I first came into ministry that I really began to think through what is it that that people um, think about when they begin to join a church? Do they really think about like a statement of faith or what what the church actually believes? And uh, it was really driven home for me when I was at um, in Denton at the church that I was serving at up there, uh, and we would meet with uh, prospective new members. They would come through the new member class, mm. and then we would do an interview. We'd just go through and we'd ask them some questions about like baptism and uh, the church they grew up in and different things like that. We'd ask them if they had any questions or any particular pieces that uh, were challenging to them that they wanted to ask questions about. And uh, we had a guy come in, and he was um, he grew up in the Mormon faith, had been mm-hmm. baptized in the Mormon church, and so we were just kind of walking through some things, and we found out um, just through that discussion that, um, I mean, there were a lot of things that we believed that he just disagreed with completely. Now, that wasn't a disqualifier for membership. He he decided that he didn't want to be a member, but uh, I, I often just think about as people are joining churches, are they really thinking about what the church mm. believes, what the church is going to che- teach, mm. what the church is going to um, be training them or their children or their families uh, into? And what I've found is the more upfront you can be with those things, uh, the better. And so that's what, that's what I appreciate about Highland. I know that the church that I was at before I came here, we went through a new member class that was 11 weeks long. Oh my goodness. Wow. It was after every Sunday <laughs> gathering and you could only miss two because if you missed three, you had to start all start over. over. Wow. <clears throat> and so when people are like, oh man, I got to come to new member class. I'm like, at least you don't got to come to 12 of those mugs or 11 of those mugs. So Anyway, the reason uh, I think that we kind of want to walk through um, the statement of faith is very simply that. Like, we want people to know what we believe here at Highland. We want them to know, like, hey, this is our statement of faith, and we base everything that we do um, off of this statement of faith. And so, as you think about... That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, what were you going to ask? 
Oh, no. Oh, I, no? I was... Well, one of the things that drew Mark and I to Highland when we first moved here five years ago, it was the first time that we ever found a church together because we met at the church that we both went to separately when we were single and started dating. And so it was really cool for our marriage just to look into local churches in the area and just kind of decide, okay, what are the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that we value, um, you know, as a couple and as a unit and for our kids and, you know, the way that we want to raise our kids. And so, uh, this was the first time that we really kind of examined like, like together a statement of faith. And it was just really cool for us to, you know, just in our marriage, just to kind of think through what our values were. Um, but I remember when we first went through the new member process at Highland, that was one of the things that gave us just a deep love for this church was just how much, uh, the leadership and the elders and just, they, they value, um, truth and just an accurate, uh, positioning of the church and the role of the building of the kingdom of God. And, and that filters down into the rest of the church, you know, whether that's the staff or other leaders or lay leaders, and, um, you can kind of see it, the way it affects just the ministry philosophies and just kind of the practical day-to-day ministry that happens at the church. And I love that. And so, um, yeah, so I think it's really, it's going to be fun to walk through this again. I think so. And and I know that for some people, like they, they will read through some of these things or they'll hear some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, and definitely, I don't think what we want to do is make it really heady. I think it would be a bad thing if we made it. Heady. Oh, sure. Um, but one of the things that they think is I'm, I'm not really a theologian, mm. you know, and so I don't know that I need to know all of these things. And, and, and what I say to that always is, um, that's not true. Mm. You are a theologian. It's either you're a good one uh, and I told this to uh, our HLC, our HLC, or our Highland Leader College participants. Uh, I think the first week we were walking through our equipped to council uh, is very simply this: that your theology will absolutely shape your worldview. Right? Mm. Your theology drives your philosophy, and that philosophy drives your practice. The way you view everything is based on your theology. Now, you may not acknowledge it as that, but everyone is a theologian. And so you're either a good one, a bad one, or an ignorant one. And so uh, we uh, want to use this next several weeks as an opportunity to kind of train and equip our people to, one, know, hey, this is what my church believes. And I I don't think that we're going to be saying anything new. (laughs) I don't don't think think anyone's going to be terribly shocked. Like, what? Yeah. You know, because Highland's pretty upfront about a lot of this, which I, again, love that. Absolutely. So I don't think it'll be controversial. I don't think it'll be provocative, but hopefully what it'll do is just kind of solidify like, oh yeah, no, totally. Those are the things that I believe. But if there are questions, I think one of the um, things that I'm kind of excited about is at the end of it, we'll kind of do a question cast and allow people to um, kind of shoot in questions that Emily will then answer (laughs) both biblically and uh, soundly. But um, so for us, really the idea is, man, what do we believe as a church together? And and this is not every church. This is not the universal church, although there are going to be some things that we talk about that, um, the church has believed historically, um, for the entirety of the church, um, and, and some things that are kind of distinctive to, um, one, the Baptist faith, uh, but then also to Highland because we are a, in case you didn't know. Um, and so, um, 
we want to kind of walk through those things. And uh, so today, really, all we're doing is kind of introducing. So we're going to read through our statement of faith today, uh, and then we'll get rolling next week with God. So uh, I am... Do you want to take turns reading these? How how are we going to do this? Yeah, we can. I like your voice better, so why don't you read? um, All right. And... By the way, you can find all of this information on the website at hbcwaco.org under Vision and Beliefs. We have our um, our nine... Who should we have them email if they have questions? Probably it, Dariq or someone. <laughs> yeah. If you have, Shout out to Dariq. Yeah. Have no, questions about any of these things, you can email <laughs> me, jeremy-daniel at or Emily, emily-kelly at highlandbc.org, and we'd love to answer the questions. And um, feel free to leave any feedback you want in those emails. If it's good feedback, go ahead and send it to me. If it is uh, difficult feedback, go ahead and send it to Emily, because she does better. Oh, goodness. I I I always just feel crushed when I... (laughs) That's not true. That's so not true. All right, Emily, won't you... All right, so the first one here... Uh, has to do with God. And it says, we believe that there is one true holy God eternally existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each of whom possesses equally all the attributes of deity and the characteristics of personality. In the beginning, God created the world out of nothing and all the things therein, thus manifesting the glory of his power, wisdom, and goodness. And that's from Genesis 1-1 and John 1-3. By his sovereign power, he continues to sustain his creation. By his providence, he is operating throughout history to fulfill his redemptive purposes. So there's a lot of big words there. There, There's a lot there that's really <laughs> thick. And actually, the first uh, kind of thing that we'll begin to talk about is the doctrine of God or God. And I think it's fitting that our statement of faith, our, our first statement, um, really begins with what the scriptures begin with, right? Mm. In the beginning, God. And so if he's the creator of it, and he's the one who set everything into motion, uh, he's the one who gets to determine how it functions best, then it's fitting that we would start with God. But what we know, right, from the scriptures is that uh, God in his good creation said these things are good, and then he gave God or he gave man the command to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it. And the one thing that he said not to do was don't eat of the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. Well, uh, what we know, again, spoiler alert, is that um, man did that, um, ate from that tree, that God's good creation, that good shalom, that peace was fractured, and because of that, everything um, has been marred and twisted and broken. And because of that, we were separated from God. And so what we have second here in our statement of faith is salvation, what we believe about salvation and why we needed it. And here's what it says. The central purpose of God's revelation in Scripture is to call all people into fellowship with himself. And that's 2 Peter 3, nine. Originally created to have fellowship with God, man defied God choosing to go his independent way and thus alienated from God and suffered the corruption of his nature, rendering him (laughs) unable to please God. The fall took place at the beginning of human history, and all individuals since have suffered these consequences and are thus in need of the saving grace of God. The salvation of mankind is then wholly a work of God's free grace, not the result in whole 
or in part of human works or goodness and must be personally appropriated by repentance and faith. When God has begun a saving work in the heart of any person, He gives assurance in His Word that He will continue performing it until the day of its full consummation, mm. which is just deep love that. Yeah. and rich, right? And so you've got sinners separated by God. And, and right now we're writing our spring study for Ephesians, and you got the uh, two of my favorite words in the Bible, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. He sends his son so that we sinners who were in rebellion against God, not um, just ignorant of God, not um, just, but openly rebelling against him, did not know him, did not want to know him. And he rescued and redeemed. And so the beauty of our salvation um, to a holy, our reconciliation to a holy, righteous, and perfect, and just God um, is very, very important to what we believe as a church. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about in Ephesians 1 is just how many times God mentions the phrase in Christ, in Him, through Him, through Jesus. And so we know that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places belongs to God's people in Christ. And and so the next part of the statement in faith has to do with Jesus Himself and His identity, who He is. Uh, so I'll read that now. It says, Jesus Christ is the eternal second person of the Trinity who was united forever with a true human nature by a miraculous conception and virgin birth. He lived a life of perfect obedience to the Father and voluntarily atoned for the sins of all by dying on the cross as their substitute, thus satisfying divine justice and accomplishing salvation for all who trust in Him alone. He rose from the dead in the same body, though glorified, in which He lived and died. He ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father, where He, the only mediator between God and man, continually makes intercession for His own. He shall come again to earth personally and visibly to consummate history and the eternal plan of God. Love it. Love it. So good. And, and so um, you've got God, you've got salvation, right? We were separated from him. We were in need of salvation and God granted us that salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, who, by the way, and we'll talk about this next week in the doctrine of God, is God, right? So Jesus is God. And so God took it upon himself to step into human history and to rescue those who were separated from him by their sin. And so such a beautiful, beautiful picture. But if God has created us and God has rescued us through his son, that means that there are some things as a result of that that will naturally and necessarily happen in the life of the believer. So the next part of our statement of faith uh, just has to do with the Christian life and the Holy Spirit, the essential accompaniment, accompaniment, accompaniment. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> the, one. The essential accompaniment of a genuine saving relationship with Jesus Christ is a life of holiness and obedience attained by believers as they submit to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, also God. He was sent into the world by the Father and the Son to a apply to mankind the saving work of Christ. He enlightens the minds of sinners. He awakens in them recognition of their need of a Savior, and He regenerates them. At the point of salvation, He permanently indwells every believer with gifts for the building up and the edification, including those found in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and 1 Peter's 
1 Peter 4 of the body. All of the original gifts remain available to the church today, and that is packed full of some Mm -hmm. things, right? And we'll get into it, which is awesome and should be exercised in accordance with biblical guidelines. The Holy Spirit guides believers in understanding and applying the Scripture. His power and control are appropriated by faith, making it possible for the believer to lead a life of Christ-like character to bear fruit to the glory of God the Father. And so in all of that, just the idea that you have been created, you have been rescued, you have been redeemed, and you are continuing to be sanctified by God. So created uh, by the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit, rescued from the sending of the Father through the life, death, resurrection, ascension of the Son applied by the Holy Spirit. And then um, we are sanctified in the same way by the Father, through the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, those (coughs) three in one, one in three, the Godhead working together in creation, in our salvation, and in our sanctification. And we know all of this how, Emily? Uh, We know all of this from the inspired Word of God revealed, um, which is Scripture, uh, the Bible. And so uh, the next part of the statement of faith says, the sole basis of our belief is the Bible, composed of 66 books of the Old New Testament, the Holy Scripture. We believe Scripture in its entirety originated from God and that it was given through the instrumentality of chosen men. Scripture thus at one and the same time speaks with the authority of God and reflects the background, styles, and vocabularies of the human authors. We hold that the scriptures are infallible and inerrant in the original manuscripts. They are the unique, full, and final authority on all matters of faith and practice, and there are uh, no other writings similarly inspired by God. Yeah, and so uh, we stand firmly on the Word of God as the final arbiter uh, which means the final decision, our, the the final judge of all things, right? Uh, we believe that they are inspired by God, written through human authors, and that they are infallible and inerrant in the original manuscripts, that they're unique. They are the thing that makes us distinctly different from any other world religion, and, and not because they are distinctly different, but because the God that they Mm. speak of is distinctly different. He was a God that came down. He was a God that reached to us where every other world religion says, this is what you do to clean yourself up, to make yourself acceptable to God. Our scriptures and our God say, no, you can't clean yourself up and make yourself acceptable. And so I will reach down into the muck and into the mire and I will pull you out of the pit. And so I think the beauty of being able to stand, and, and you hear this all the time in our new member classes. Uh, we ask the question, what brought you to Highland and what's keeping you here? And, and one of the things that we hear often is, uh, what brought me here um, is that you, you know, a friend invited me or I was walking down the sidewalk and I saw a church building and I walked in or I looked it up on Google and found it. Um, but what is keeping me here is generally two things. Number one, you preach the Bible, which 
it, it always makes me wonder, like, if, if that's the... Anyway, mm. I'm not... No. But you, <laughs> I know. you preach the Bible, which is mm. absolutely true. We are going to stand firm on mm. the scriptures. But then the second one is relationships. I've built relationships. I've built community in this place. And so the beauty of the scriptures is that they tell us all of those things. And um, Tommy Nelson, pastor at Denton Bible Church, would always say this, like, if you've read to the end of the book, right, then we know uh, our next part of the statement mm-hmm. of faith, which is human destiny. Death seals the eternal destiny of each person. For all mankind, there will be a resurrection of the body into the spiritual world and a judgment that will determine the fate of each individual. Unbelievers will be separated from God into condemnation. God's judgment will reveal His justice in consigning them to perpetuate an eternal retribution for their own rejection of God. Believers will be received into eternal communion with God and will be rewarded for works done in this life. And in all of it, because of the beauty of the scriptures, right? Um, The beauty of heaven is that we get to be ever before the face of God in His presence in ever-increasing joy for all eternity. The horror of hell is not the fire, not the brimstone, not the gnashing of teeth. It's the presence of the unadulterated, just pure wrath of God for all Mm. eternity. And so uh, we get the um, beauty of being in His presence for all eternity. Um, And in separation from Him, the horror of just the pure wrath for all eternity. And so we'll break those things down. But the beauty is that He hasn't left us to figure these things out on our own, but He's given us um, a gift, and Emily, you have a, you have a, you have a, fa- you have a verse with a favorite word. Can you read that? You read Wait, it to what? me earlier. Oh, about the church. Yes, read yes. that to me. Read so that to I me. read this this morning, and I was like, oh man, this is kind of perfect. But um, this is Paul writing to Timothy. This is First Timothy chapter three, verse uh, fourteen. He says, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Jeremy, what is a buttress? I have no idea. <laughs> is I have it like no a, idea. Is that a fortress? That's what I think. I think of like a, it just seems very archaic, a buttress of the truth. I bet we could do a word study on it. Probably. But more importantly <laughs> in that is the church, Mm. right? And so the church is a pillar. The church Mm -hmm. is a buttress of truth. And so what do we believe about the church, Emily? Yes. So we believe um, the corollary of union, am I saying that right? Corollary? Wow. Uh, Of union with Jesus Christ is that all believers become members of his body, the church. There is one true church, universal, comprised of all those who acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. The scripture commands believers to gather together to devote themselves to worship, prayer, teaching the word, observance of baptism and communions as the ordinance is established by Jesus Christ, fellowship, service to the body through the development and use of talents and gifts, and outreach to the world. Wherever God's people meet regularly in obedience to this command, there is the local expression of the church. Under the watch care of elders and other supportive leadership, its members are to work together in love and unity, intent on on the ulti- uh, intent on the one ultimate purpose of glorifying Christ. Whew. 
Yeah. It's good. And, and so in those statements, there's a ton there. There's also two more, which I would encourage you to, to go and look at. We have a statement on uh, gender identity and on the marriage covenant. And actually, I'll read both of those for you, but uh, we won't do those uh, over the course of the next eight weeks. But um, so our statement on gender identity is... Um, is this, we believe that God created mankind in his image, male, man, female, woman, sexually and biologically different, but with equal personal dignity. It is inconsistent with God's design for a follower of Christ to in any way practically live or physically seek to change or alter their obvious biological gender so that it is contrary to what has been assigned by God. And and I know that uh, for some, they might wonder, why do we need a statement like that? I think the cultural moment that we're in right now, uh, it is incumbent upon us in order to, one, I think, love our neighbors well so that they will know uh, that we'll stand on the scriptures and a b- biblical definition of male and female before mm-hmm. they come in. So we want to save um, them from uh, some some hurt and maybe some pain mm-hmm. or some frustration. Uh, but more than anything, we just want to be really honest and open with everyone before before they come in that no this is what we believe now does that mean that um certain people aren't welcome and certain people shouldn't come absolutely not we believe that all people would benefit from coming in and hearing and knowing and understanding uh and, and hopefully believing the gospel but we always want to be up front we, we don't want there to be um the question like oh i wonder um, and so same thing with the marriage covenant. We believe that marriage is a union ordained by God and intended as a lifelong commitment between one man and one woman. Uh, in keeping with the Bible's clear teaching on marriage as being between one man and one woman, elders, ministry staff, and any member ordained by the church will not conduct same-sex wedding ceremonies. Moreover, Highland Baptist Church's facilities will be used for marriage ceremonies between a man and a woman. And again... Um, this is not to be provocative or, or controversial, but we just want everyone Mm -hmm. to know on the front end where we stand and what we believe. And And we mm -hmm. base that on the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we understand that some people are going to interpret it differently. We understand that some people are going to disagree 100% with our interpretation. And what we say to that is, Hey, we get that, and there's going to be churches that you'll be able to find in the city that are going to believe the way that you do. And so before you were to join yourself to this church or before you were, we would want you to know that. And so, again, I think what the church believes is really important. And, and, and I'm not talking for the big C. I think it's important for the big C, the universal church, but for the local church, for the local body, for the local congregation to really know and understand what it is that uh, you believe, or at the very least, if you're a member of Highland, even if you didn't know that this was our statement of faith, uh, to know that these are uh, the things that you are now aligning yourself mm-hmm. with. And you can, again, you can find these on the website. This is on the internet for anybody to see. Again, we don't think it's controversial. We don't think that any of the things that we've said are that, that someone would look at and go, you mean a Baptist church believes that, right? Uh, but we just want to be faithful to put those things out there. But over the course of the next eight weeks, we'll be talking about uh, the first eight, right? So mm-hmm. God, salvation, Jesus Christ, the Christian life, scripture, human destiny, and the church. And we're really going to highlight those because, um, man, we, we want you to know 
um, that you don't have to go to seminary to be able to understand these things. Mm. You don't. Uh, so we'll take some of these uh, big words and some of this um, this flowery language that we've written into these statements of faith, and we're going to try and break it down. Uh, to make it easy to understand over the course of the next several weeks. And so I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm not a seminarian. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't graduate. Emily is brilliant because she's got most of the Bible memorized. Um, And so she'll correct me often. But uh, we're just excited to be able to walk through this uh, with you. But again, if you have questions or there's um, anything that you're wondering, or as we're walking through one of these things and you find a particular piece... um, difficult or um, particularly grading or whatever. We want you to be able to interact with mm-hmm. us through yeah. uh, email and uh, we'll probably set up a text uh, thing at some point. But yeah, we're excited. We're yeah. excited. Emily, any thoughts? Um, no, I just think that, you know, understanding this, like we talked about several times, is, is going to be helpful, not just, you know, for head knowledge, but just to see how these truths and um, kind of affect the daily workings of our life as yeah. members of the church. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing is these things are important, right? Mm. It, it's important that we understand these things because it's going to shape and inform the way uh, that we view everything, the way we view our jobs, the way we view our interactions with people out in the community, the way we uh, view our church, uh, the way we view our family. It's, it changes the way or should change the way that we view what we believe, should change the way that we view everything. The gospel colors uh, everything. And so we want to understand, man, what is it that the church believes? What is it that I'm aligning myself with here at Highland? And over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to figure that out together. Imperfectly, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, We'll talk about it for sure. For sure. <clears throat> well, with that, I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Highland Groupcast. Groupcast is a production of Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. For more information about Highland, visit us online at hbcwaco.org.